What is up, everybody? I am George Mossy. Say hello to my co-host, Sharona. And we have a very special guest. Her name is Michelle G. With Date Better with Michelle G. And you may have seen her on this current season of Darcy and Stacey. She took on the massive task of getting Darcy to date men her own age. And that was something that a lot of people didn't think would ever happen. So that is credited to the matchmaker, Michelle G. And we are going to learn about her and about her <laughs> matchmaking services and what was that experience like for her? So the first question I want to ask you, let's jump right in. How long have you been a matchmaker? Thanks, George and Sharona for having me. It's lovely to be here. Hello, everyone. So I have been a matchmaker now for I've had my business for a decade, uh, 10 years, and I've been a matchmaker for five. I initially started as a date coach. Uh, relationship coaching actually was, was how my business started. And I just evolved from there into matchmaking. Great. That sounds like super amazing that's super cool like when did you realize that you were like a real life cupid because i feel like so many people try to match people together and then it doesn't work but like if you're doing that as a business you're doing something right <laughs> uh you know what i think i since i was a little girl since i was really young i was always i loved rom-coms i had this obsession with love and i i, I think what ended up happening and i'll give you a little bit about my background is um i've always been in some sort of of job or something that had to do with building relationships with people. Prior to owning my own business, I actually was a Marine. So I'm a former Marine. I served in the Marine Corps for 13 years. I worked in intelligence. Uh, some people would call us spoofs. Other people would call us spies. But I, I worked in intelligence. And part of really being able to do that type of work is being able to build relationships with people, to match people together, um, to get people to be able to say yes to things and influences, influence their decision. Another part of it is also being able to bring people together. I mean, when you're serving and you're in charge of a group of men or a group of women or, or just co-ed, you're the person in the front, right? And And the only way that they're going to really trust you, going to really take you at your word is if you build that relationship with them. And being a real life Cupid is really about that. It's about building relationships with people, getting to know people, reading them, um, and really being interested in, it, in what it is that that is important to them. And I think that my prior career as a Marine really prepared me to jump into this one. And this one kind of came by accident, if I'm honest. I, I wasn't planning on becoming a matchmaker or opening my own business, honestly. So I want to know, because we watched you pair Darcy with a guy named Cicero. So mm -hmm. I want to know, in your opinion, how many people are in relationships with people that they aren't compatible with? Because you were spending a lot of time opening Darcy's eyes to some habits that she had of types of men that she were bringing into her life that weren't really compatible with what her end goal was. So how many times have you tried to match someone and they were giving you feedback showing that they were always looking for the wrong type of person? I think um, not every person that comes to a matchmaking service has that, that challenge. But what I think is that us in general as individuals really have emotional blind spots. What I like to say, part of my job and my team's job is to be able to be that mirror to help reflect what are those bad habits? What are those emotional blind spots that maybe you're not aware of that are preventing you from really attracting love? I, I would love for everyone to look at themselves like when who are, who are in relationships or looking for love is think of yourself as like a frequency. And if, if anything, like today, you know, we watch TV, 
we turn on the TV and a picture comes up, right? But we don't really think right. about what frequency is being sent in order for that picture to happen, right? And what do we do? We turn the channel. We don't we don't see what we like, but we change the channel. And if we find something we like, the picture's there and we watch it. Well, us as individuals, we are towers. We are vibrations. And so it's our job to look at love and look at what we want to attract in our life in the same way. If you don't like what you're attracting, then you got to change the frequency, but you got to know what frequency you got to be on. And that's part of our jobs is not only matchmakers, but I, I pride myself that myself and the team that I work with were, were coaches as well to help people be able to see, you know, what frequency they're on and what frequency they need to be to get what they want. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so I know everyone's dying to know this. How challenging was it to work with Darcy to try to get her to date a different kind of man, someone her own age, someone that's <laughs> young that's broke? How did you do it? Woo, okay. So I think um let me say this. I think Darcy really has a challenge that a lot of public figures, really high profile individual celebrities have, and that is the internet. Today's world, everything is captured on the internet. And however it's spun, when you go and you Google whatever person you're interested in, there's a plethora of things that come up and you form an opinion about a person beforehand. And that was one of the biggest challenges that we had as a matchmaking team to match Darcy because, you know, there's great things about what she's doing out there. And there's also things that are not so great about her out there. Right. And so it was our job to really be able to filter that and really present her in her authentic self as, as, as genuine as possible. And also just that, listen, with a grownness of what's out there, she is this really amazing, really sweet down to earth person, right? Like when you look past all the glam, when you look past the cameras, she's down to earth. She's a very sweet person. She's personable. You can sit down and have a glass of wine with her and she'll talk to you. You know what I mean? And that was our biggest challenge. Um, and in terms of helping her be more open, that was one of the questions and I wish that they really would have showed a little bit more of our initial interview was we had a very, you know, honest conversation. And, and I did ask her, like, are you sure you're ready for this? Like, because I'm not going to give you exactly, you know, what you're used to. I'm going to push you to go and experience something really different. And one of the biggest things that I wanted to stress to her is when we introduce you to this gentleman, our job at that point, we take a step back. Because now it's up to you to keep that going. I'm there to support you as your coach, but it's really your job. Like I can't, I can't date for you, right? The rest goes into your hand. And so at first, you know, she was like, well, that's why I'm here. I'm here because I want to date differently. And I said, okay, are you ready? Because I'm going to push you. I'm, I'm going to push you a little bit. I'm going to give you some tough love, but know that I'm coming from a place of I really want you to be successful. I really want you to have a different experience. I want you to know your worth and that you can do so much better. Okay, so has there been a time where you were unable to get someone to make the changes needed? Because we watched you go to Darcy's house and you wanted to change the way she dressed and how she presented herself. And was there a time where people gave you like, a hard time about changing those habits, even though you knew and you explained to them how it would positively impact the person they attracted, were they just too stuck in their ways to make that happen and you couldn't match them? Listen, so that's one of the first things that when we are going to be working with someone, we do our due diligence and do a little bit of research first, right? Because we wanna know 
who it is that we're going to be working with and kind of get a sense of, of what's out there, what information is out there about them. Secondly, is they have to be coachable. If a person is not coachable and I get that sense from the beginning or my team gets that sense, then we politely won't work with someone who's not coachable. Now, we know that we're going to get resistance in that, right? A- absolutely. There's always resistance. Humans don't like change as much as we say, like, it is what it is, but 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 humans don't like change. The most important thing is when we're matching someone and I come across someone who's like that, then, you know, it has happened where maybe we've had to end the relationship early. And it's, it's, you know, it's sad because that person could have gone the long, they could have gone the long road, right? They really could have found their person or they really could have had that transformation. But I think that sometimes we do get stuck in our own way and it's happened, you know, it ha- it's happened to everyone. Um, and the best way that we deal with that is, I think it's just at that point to say, listen, if you're not ready to make that change, then I there's nothing else I can do for you at that point, right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a horse drink the water. Yeah, I see that. So basically, you can only push them so far. Because like you said, with Darcy, you said, I'm going to match you, and then I'm going to step back, and you have to make those changes. So in order for the, your process to work, it's not so much your process. It's them adopting your process into their life and their dating style. So I totally get that. Okay. So question. What? Okay. Have you ever like had to set your friends up? Cause I know like your friends <laughs> come to you all the time and like, does it go good or bad? Or how does that work? Cause I know people are probably asking you all the time to set them up. Oh my God. That's a great question. Shona. So you know what? Here's the thing. Um, Anytime I meet people or friends of friends and they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a matchmaker. I'm a dating coach. I run this company. And they're like, oh, my God, let me tell you about my online dating profile and this guy. Right. So I have set my friends up. I've had set friends of friends up. But it's kind of like, you know how maybe George could say to you, hey, Sharona, I think that, uh, you know, I don't think that maybe that that uh background is is as flattering i think you need something with a little more pop-up color and you're like no no it's fine and then comes someone randomly and it's like oh my god show and i really think you should try this instead and you probably will listen to that person for more even though george just finished telling you trust me i have the same experiences with my friends (laughs) i love them but you know it's human nature (laughs) true so I'm wondering, because we saw you had requested some photos from Darcy and you kind of started your your process of collecting information before you met her. So when you meet a new client, are there like a red flag list that you already have before they get to your office? Because you are very good at gathering information and learning about people even before the process starts. So how does that work? Do you start kind of interviewing them before you meet? Does it start like online through an email, through an application form? Like, how does that begin? Yeah, so it starts with with it with the initial like fifteen minute call, and I like to call it. It's kind of like the 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 first match call, right? It, it really does have to be that this person. I want to know a little bit about them. I want to know what their goals are, and I want to know what it is that they're looking for. And I'm also at that time really trying to get a sense for how will our personalities mesh. As as many people, depending what thread you're looking at, right? I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Some people may disagree with with how I am. Um, and, and I don't, and it's okay. I'm not meant to be everyone's cup of tea. So I like to have those calls to be able to get a sense. And if I feel that we vibe really well together, then we proceed through, yes. Then it's like informal, like coming into the office. We sit, I get to know you. Some of the red flags that I'm looking for, number one, is, is that person being honest with me? 
Okay, because honesty is really important. In order for this to work, it's really important that they're honest with me, even if it could be something as like, I don't like that you said that to me, Michelle. I need that type of honesty from the client because that only builds our strong our connection stronger. Secondly, are they coachable? Are they willing to listen to me? Are they willing to try new things? Are they willing to do homework? Believe it or not, I did give some Darcy homework after our first intake, right? So she she got to do a little bit of homework, have her reflect a little bit more on her relationships and what were the things that she really appreciated and what were the things that she didn't. And then us be, being able to come to the table and then design a plan for her and design the type of match that I thought would be the best for her. Um, number three, is that person struggle or do they have the ability to be vulnerable part of dating and it's a journey of discovering yourself not only to find love but you're really also learning about yourself in the dating process and it's important to know how to be vulnerable right and along with that goes boundaries how are your boundaries do you understand what boundaries are do you know your own boundaries do you need some help setting boundaries because all those things combined will allow the process for it to really work, will allow you to open up and really have an experience and find your person. I want to tell you something funny. Um, do you know that most, this is research, most marriages or relationships that last for the long term, typically they did a study on this. Typically the first time that they met their person they weren't attracted to them. That first and second date, they weren't like, oh my God, like I feel the butterflies. No, they actually weren't like that because what research tells us is that what is the success of a relationship is really friendship. If you're able to build that friendship, you can fall in love with someone. You can fall in love with the personality, everything they have to offer you. And it's not that you're not physically attracted, but I think sometimes we get so focused on, I need to feel like this, heartthrob you know what i mean yeah. but if but if you feel something why not it's like a spark just the spark doesn't have to be big it could just be a little cheap spot and that can turn into something bigger all right we have run out of time we're going to come back with part two because i have a million more questions to ask <laughs> michelle g about this most insane dating process and how she has been so successful at matching these people together and the relationships are lasting i'm george Massey. this is my co-host sharona we'll be back with michelle g very soon make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at george Massey, georgemassey.com and anywhere you get your podcast we'll talk to you guys really soon what's up I'm George Mossy. So are you obsessed with 90 Day Fiance? Can you not get enough of 90 Day Fiance? Do you look forward to every Sunday when you hear previously on 90 Day Fiance? Then guess what? We are actually friends. You just don't know it yet. Or are you really into TLC shows? I cover all the TLC shows from Smothered. Smothered has aired season four, episode five. This was a family Chantel. This is the family Chantel, season four. Seeking sister wife. Seeking sister wife. We're on season four, episode I love a mama's boy. I love a mama's boy. David and Annie after the 90 days. This is the David and Annie after the 90 days recap podcast. The single life. Whatever it is that you love about the 90 day universe, I cover it. Are you disappointed when the show goes off because the conversation shouldn't end? I feel the same way. I think you should check out my website, georgemossy.com.
follow me on all socials at George Masi so we can continue the conversation of all of our favorite TLC shows and be among like-minded fans. Again, I'm George Masi. Check me out at, at George Masi on all platforms and make sure you go to my website, georgemasi.com for all your favorite 90 Day Fiance and TLC show updates. What is up, guys? We are back. Say hello to my co-host, Sharona, and to my very special guest, Michelle G, who owns the dating service Dating Better with Michelle G. She was just telling us that most long-term relationships and marriages started out with two people who were not initially attracted to each other. That's right. I said it. They were not initially attracted to each other. And that's insane because she was explaining to us how most people feel like there needs to be this, this huge explosion of fireworks and heart palpitations and crazy butterflies in their stomach or it's not going to be a real relationship and i love that she's explaining to us these things because these are all things that are in our mind that are wrong we are turning down good relationships and good connections because we're like oh they don't look a certain way i don't feel a certain way about them and that is not the case so we're going to jump back in and ask her some more questions because i am learning so much during this process okay so this is a question i feel like so many people have been wondering so what do you think about age gaps? Like, do you think that age gaps can be good, can be bad? Is it like a huge age gap? Is that like a red flag? Like, what is your take on like the age gap? Do you think there's pros, cons? Like, tell us, I I'm dying to know. Yes. Uh, okay. So first off, I'm not against there being um, people who have an age gap who are married like 10 years, 12 years. I'm. I, that's not... I don't really focus on age or, or the number. I think really what we need to focus on is, is that person emotionally mature? Do they have the conflict resolution skills? Do they have the ability to communicate clearly, right? Um, do they align with your values and your goals in the long term? And do they want to build something with you? That's really where I think is where the conversation is more important because we, we see celebrities who have been together. I, I talked about this just a couple of weeks ago, you know, MBC, uh, CNBC is the host of Profit. He's a younger man married to an older woman. You have Priyanka Chopra, who is married to, she's an older woman uh, or a mature woman who's, you know, dating and, and married to a younger man and has a family. So I really think that age gaps, it's, it's not about so much the number. It's more about like, is that person have the emotional maturity to be in a relationship and to be a yes. partner to contribute to your life right they're not they're not there to they're not there to take from you they're there to contribute to your life to make you better not to complete you and that's really what i think about age gaps and sometimes i think people get too stuck on oh well they have to be this age and they have to and and they end up closing themselves up to possibilities where it's like you missed out. That's your, but that's your person. But because you want to date your type, how's that worked out for you? That's my question. I'm like, how's your type worked out for you? Baby? <laughs> oh, I'm still single. I'm just, I'm just saying like, <laughs> you know, let's try something different. <laughs> I feel like that's such a hot topic right now, the age gaps. And that's kind of what was going on with Darcy on the show. She's only into younger men. And I said this on a podcast before. I was like, I don't think Darcy can date older men or men her age because she's so young at heart. And she's not really a mature. I don't want to say she's not mature, but she's just so youthful. Like in mm -hmm. the things that she does in her life and the parties and the way that she lives her life. I was like, what if she was with an older man who's a great guy, but she finds him boring? Like, do you think that happens a lot in relationships? Do you feel like women who are just younger at, at heart and enjoying their lives and they're just not in grandma mode? 
can a man of an of her age or older keep her interested? Is that possible? I absolutely think so. I think, you know, it's not fair to judge the guys who are older and, and assume that they're going to be boring and just want to stay at home and things like There are plenty of men. I've met, met amazing men that are very useful who are in their 50s, who are in their 60s. I mean, I've met men who run marathons. I've met men who travel the world, who hike, um, you know, Mount Fiji. Like, I, I have met men that are amazing, but simply because, oh, this is their age. Oh, but, and it's like, come on. Like, you don't like to be judged that same way. Like, Darcy doesn't want to to be judged like, oh my God, you know, I like to date your grandma because I'm useful and everything. But here's the thing. There's, there's a man out there who's just as useful, amazing, intelligent, successful. Both of them combined together, man, it's a power couple, you know, but we just got to open up for it. We just got to give the opportunity for it. Too quick. We were too quick to quit. So I have a question that I'm dying to know. So <laughs> where do you find the people to match with? Do you have, have like this website where you have like a pool of amazing applicants of men and women who you match people with? Because you you are known for matching people with high quality clientele. <laughs> like these relationships last. Where do these people come from? Like, is there like some secret <laughs> G app? Where you have these amazing people sign up and you find them love. Like, I am so interested in knowing this process. <laughs> Is it a secret? Am I not allowed to it's know? It's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. There's a secret society. No, I'm just playing. Uh, no, I listen. Um, there are amazing people all over, but the people that we look for are number one, I work with recruiters. So I have a team of recruiters um, that are amazing that are able to scour and go to different places and just have a network of really quality and amazing people. And so our recruiters really do go out there and search for these type of caliber, these type of caliber of men and women. Secondly, I am part of an amazing community of matchmakers. So believe it or not, we're a small community of matchmakers and we all pretty much know each other and we collaborate with one another, right? We we don't see each other as competition. We see each other as an opportunity to be able to bring hearts together. And so I'm very blessed to be part of an amazing community where we all collaborate with one another. But my recruiters are definitely, you know, they are the, the Marines on the ground, as I like to call them. They're the ones out there wow. meeting people, um, going to different events, galas, you know, the other day I went to Premio Lo Nuestro, um, different just VIP black tie events that these recruiters have access to that we're able to recruit from there. Um, and a lot of different, there's a social calendar of events, believe it or not, where you can meet, you could, if you're looking for a high quality guy or high quality woman, I would, I would recommend look for that social calendar, you know, put yourself in that space and surround yourself around those people. Okay. So I'm dying to know this. Like, so tell us about your love life. Like, <laughs> is there someone in your life? Like, did you match yourself? Like, tell us everything. Okay, okay. Yes, he put a ring on it. <laughs> so wait, yes. did he did he have to go through your process? No. <laughs> I'm just so curious. No, so my story is really funny. My husband, um, if he's watching, shout out, babe. Uh, my husband, actually, I met my husband in the Marine Corps. So we met while we were both Marines. We've been married. Well, this year in October, we will hit our 10-year anniversary. We don't have any children. We are parents to a cat. Uh, so we're fur parents. 
And um, no, I, I met my husband, but I will tell you this. I was married once before, uh, a little bit younger, and I went through this divorce and this entire process, which really opened my eyes to, again, being a mirror to myself, healing and being able to, oh my God, like I can't keep picking these type of guys that are just emotionally unavailable. These guys who, you know, they're gaslighting me all the time. And it, it was a, a, a real journey and process for myself, which is, how I developed my process along with, you know, bringing in other tools from different psychology experts and, and um, books and things that I've read out there that really have added to, to me. But my husband, actually, I put, I did put him through the ringer though. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like the man had to wait. I think it was like a month before he kissed me. Like I really went like totally old school with him because I didn't, I didn't want for, the spark and the fire and the chemistry and he's Latino. So we, we got that, that Latin fire going on. I didn't want that to cloud my judgment. And for me to make the mistake of picking someone again, who really wasn't what I wanted. So I love the fact that your process is a mixture of education, tools and personal experience, because I feel like until people have been through something and they know what it's like for a relationship to not work out, and you've actually learned how to recognize these red flags. And I think a lot of people, especially me, everyone, we ignore red flags when we're obsessed with how beautiful the person is or how interesting they are, or the things that they do that intrigue you. We're like, oh, well, they do that, but that's okay because we, we have this in common and we do this in common. I love the way that you make red flags apparent. Because even for Darcy, because Darcy was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't do that. And yeah, that doesn't possibly like you. You have to open people's eyes to them because I do it. Everyone does it. We get into these relationships. We're in love and we see we see them, but we ignore them. And your process, mm -hmm. you bring it to their attention before you put anyone in front of them to even think about dating. You show them what they're doing wrong. And I feel like it's not just a matchmaking service. You're educating people. You're teaching people how to make better relationship choices for themselves. And you're teaching them self-love, self-worth, self-value. And I feel like this is probably why you're so renowned in this business. People are looking for you. And I just am obsessed with the process because watching the show, it was actually hilarious the way they filmed it because the, the parts that we saw, you seem like such a tough matchmaker because you were just like, you were like, you have literally any other clothes other than these, like anything, literally. Oh my God. <laughs> for the record. Okay. So for the record, people were saying on the internet, oh my God, I saw a meme. Oh my God. She called Darcy a hoe. First off, I would never call a client that. Uh, where I was at that point and looking back at it, you know, I could have just used distasteful. I could have used a different word, but I think in that moment really where I was is I needed to like shake Darcy. I needed her to wake up. I needed to like get her to stop and be like, okay, because at that point we were, I mean, we were going back and forth on outfits. There was a couple of other things, which I, I hope that at the tell all I'm able to share a little bit more. Um, but, but there was just a couple of other things. And I think at that point I was just like, Darcy, I'm telling these guys this, and this is what you're showing up as. And that's not what I want. You're better than this. Like, you are better than this. We talked about this. And, and, you know, I, I know when she was there, she's like, okay, you know, she was, and I know it, it shocked her, but I felt it was the only way that I could really get her to kind of like, all right, be present and not really think about, well, I want to look cute. Cause I think in her mind, she's always used to like, well, I, I don't want him to, to not see it. And, and granted she's beautiful. You know, she takes care of herself, 
but it's like you're more than just your body you know like there's so much more to you so come on let's show that i love that i i love how you want people to know their beauty and like you said darcy's intelligent she's a businesswoman she has built Mm -hmm. an empire so just walking in showcasing your assets doesn't give that guy any idea whatsoever of who you really are and what you're capable of. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So is there something that you know now, like a secret from like when you were dating back then that you wish you knew when you were younger that you could like tell your younger self so that we can kind of get it out there to everyone that's in the dating pool? Like what's going on with the secret? Yes. This is the number one secret and it is to know your worth. Every man and woman needs to know your needs to know their worth. And the reason is because when you know your worth and you know how to love yourself, then you're not going to put up with bullshit from anybody else. You're not going to allow anyone to treat you like worse than you would treat you. Like you, you just wouldn't. Knowing your worth means that you know what it is that you bring to the table and what you're willing to accept. Like I like to say, you know, your, you know, red flags, you know, yellow, and you know, you're green, right? And then that's where you can decide from like, okay, is this person worth my time as investment? But really, it took me a really long time. You know, I went through a lot of therapy of myself, you know, I'm an advocate for therapy, I went through my own coaching, like I had coaches that supported me in my journey. And let me tell you, that was so transformational. And I wish I'm 40 years old, I really wish that I would have known when I was 18, more about what that meant to know your worth and to love yourself, what that really truly means. Thank you so much. I love this. This was such a fun interview. Sharona and I were so excited to talk to you because you're so intriguing and watching you do the process like in real life on TV was just fun because we never get to see that the process of how matchmaking services work. So thank you so much for coming on. I'm George Mossy. This is the George Mossy Show. Thank you so much to Michelle G., Dating Better with Michelle G. Make sure you're following her on her Instagram. And if you want to fall in love, get in contact with her because she has a pool of eligible, amazing people. All right, guys. Thanks to my co-host, Sharona, as well for joining me. Thank you, Michelle. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms, georgemossy.com, at George Mossy, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And we will talk to all of you guys very, very soon.